0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
1: And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile.
0: Contact Talk Radio.
2: Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio. Here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions.
0: Hello everyone and good morning and welcome to Dear James Live. Express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. Today we are talking sacred soul plans. And right off the top of the hour, I want to remind you... That I take your calls live throughout the hour. So it need not be on topic. We're talking about sacred soul plans. But again, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're facing an issue, as I always say, have the courage to call in. The phone number is 877-230-3062 and we'll walk through. We'll hear what you have to say. You'll tell it like it is. And then we'll hear what the universe has to say and we'll help you along your journey. But today we are focusing on. Sacred soul plans. And a lot of people are probably going, I don't know what that means. Um, what does, what's a sacred soul plan? What does that mean? And just to start off, right off the bat, all of life is a sacred soul plan. Your life is a sacred soul plan. Your involvement, your interaction with family, friends, colleagues, all of it. Is a sacred soul plan, and in that i 'm going to walk you through this and i and i what i 'd like to do is and unless you 're driving unless you 're operating heavy equipment or machinery or you 're driving along and listening, um, just kind of sit back for a minute, take a deep breath, let it out and I, and i 'd like for you just to close your eyes and walk with me as I explain this walk with me and and see what I see, and what we 're talking about here is. Imagine that you're looking at the globe of Earth from on high. You're up in space and you're looking back down at Earth. And what you see is this this ball of energy. And you see the oceans and the trees. And you see the species and the people, the flowers. Everything about it, It's, it's creation. And then you start to see that everything is beings of light. Each one is, it's like as if the globe is lit up with all of these specks of light. And each speck of light, you come to understand, represents a life, a being, an essence, a point of energy. And just reflect on that for a minute and look and see the enormity of how many lights there are. And then start to see how, and you see the land masses, and you see the water in between, and you see all of this light. And you start to then visualize and understand that it's a tapestry, and it's a tapestry of life. And each one, although it's individual, is also interwoven to make up the whole And thereby, you start to see this interlaying, this interweaving, if you will, this tapestry that's coming together. And then, kind of pull yourself back for a minute, and realize that before that ever existed, you were up in Source. You were up in the heavens, if you will. And there... You looked and said, okay, I am energy. And you've heard me say this many, many times. You are a soul in a body, not a body with a soul. You are energy. Your soul created the body in which you are housed in. It's your vessel. It's your earthly vessel. So imagine then that you've now, you're up on high, and you're looking at your existence, and you're looking at your whole, the whole of your creation, your energy, your frequency, and you decide, and we're going to come into this a little bit later, but how may I serve? In what capacity may I serve? So as to grow so as to evolve, and so as to evolve the whole. And so, the sacred soul plan is about your discussion before ever coming to this beautiful planet called Earth. It's about where have I been? Where do I want to go? What do I want to experience? And you have a soul plan session. And you have your master guides working with you and all of the people that you're going to encounter. And certainly your family unit structure, um, your intimate relationships, your best friends, all of this, you know, the inner soul group, if you will, they are present because each soul must agree to play a role. Each one says, I would like to learn or experience or overcome this and and this could be a you know a bevy of of issues or an ailment or a death or a a violent physical act and and we get caught up we get tripped up on that because immediately off the bat i hear everybody saying well wait 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 a minute who would choose these things who would choose suffering who would choose to experience these greater catastrophes, if you will. And in that, not to get sidetracked here, in the explanation of soul plans, but all of life is a soul plan. When you start looking at the events in your life and you start looking at the coincidences, and I'm using air finger signs here, coincidences that take place or the synchronicity, you start coming to realize. That you're either one of the luckiest people on the planet, or you're one of the most unlucky people on the planet, or there's a greater hand at play. There's a greater um, purpose at play. And when you start to see that, when you start to realize the truth in that statement, you come to understand that it's your sacred soul plan in action. Because you're not just this body that haphazardly arrived, that's disconnected from everything and everyone, and you just happen to be, you know, gallivantly going about, you know, the planet with your earthly existence and experiences. It doesn't work that way. It's this sacred plan, this sacred fabric, this tapestry of life. And when you start seeing how they are interwoven, and I'm literally, it's funny, I'm literally with one hand using my fingers and interweaving, if you will, through the other hand, my fingers, this tapestry, because that's when we start to understand we're up on high before we ever come down, and we start to have this discussion with others in our soul group with others that we have traveled before with, that we have experienced past life regressions, past lives with, if in fact you believe in the, uh, the uh, reality of time, and or multi-incarnational work, if you are of the belief that time doesn't really exist, it's something that we've created on a 3D level, in order to manage life, if you will, and thereby, everything is happening concurrently. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, and and it's, I think, a little bit confusing, but it's not. The point of sacred soul plans, the true beauty of them, is that your entire life is exactly that, a sacred soul plan. And you are in charge of that plan. You created it. So when you're looking at an example of Let's take two beings that are uh, a a parent and child, if you will. And there's tremendous anguish and and resentment and, and all of that built up into this. You each agreed. You said, I will play the role that you are asking me to play. But it's underneath every act is the purity from which it originated, which was love. It's out of love that... We choose and we ask others to play a role. And if you've listened at all through all of the shows and everything, you'll know that I'm constantly saying people come in as a mirror. They are there to mirror what we wanted to learn. And they play their roles brilliantly. It's our play. Each life, it's our play. And these plays will interact with one another. That's where the tapestry comes in. So you start to see that Sacred Soul Plans is your very existence, your very life. Because that's what the world stage is. That's what the experience, the human experience is, your sacred soul plan in action. It's being played out. And when you start to understand that, ah, this is my play. This is my sacred soul plan. This is what I asked. Every person that comes in, this is what I asked them to play. This is the role I ask them to play. Then we, if we don't stop at the surface, and so many times that's where we all stop, because what's happening, we're looking out. We're looking out instead of looking in. We're looking out at, look what you're doing to me, and that immediately says, victim, you are doing something to me of which I have no control. And in that moment, when you, when you have that thought and that belief and you hold it and you run with it, you are exactly that, the victim with no control. But it's your plan. It's your choice. They showed up for a reason. They showed up to play a role that you asked them to play. And something very interesting about this time and about these conversations that we're having, and, and this has been a recurring theme in many of the readings that I've been doing for people. There's there's an overarching theme of the fact that this is the dawn of a new era. You know, it's the age of Aquarius, but it's, there, it's a dawn of a new era, and it's the age or the dawn of harmony. It's about us coming into our awareness and our acceptance of our sacred soul plans, our creation, our responsibility and accountability to the fact that I chose this life. I chose these experiences. I chose these people. And out of that, the goal, the overriding goal is always harmony. The age of harmony, the balancing, the centering of one's self, not about changing others, not about getting them to be something else, but the pure act of harmony, harmony within ourselves, harmony within our familial units, within our work. But it's harmony in self, first and foremost, so as we start looking through sacred soul plans, and we're going to go through uh, through this hour, we're going to be looking at service versus servitude, suffering versus surrender, the law of karma, how may I serve, how may I surrender, who am I, understanding the roles we play and the roles we asked others to play, and ultimately, awareness, the act of looking in and no longer looking out. These are going to be some fundamental things. It's a very action-packed show today. But again, you're listening, you're contemplating, calling in, you're nervous about calling in. Happens all the time, but Dear James is a safe space. So don't wait for the last minute or the last you know few minutes to call in because there won't be enough time. Call in with your with your issues, your concerns, your questions about Sacred Soul Plans. Because if, if you don't understand it or you're questioning it, this is the best opportunity to unlock. You've got the key. You're holding the key. Unlock the answers that are already within you and do it here on Dear James Live. The phone number to call in is 230-3062, and it's 877, I should have said. 877-230-3062. We are going to be right back after this break.
2: desire to be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com/resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, They seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to DearJames at DearJames.com and click Ask. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give
1: of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does make the difference.
0: Hello, everyone, and we're back with Dear James Live. Express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. Today is all about sacred soul plans. And as I was saying before the break, your life is a sacred soul plan. So we're in this new era. It's the age of harmony. It is the age of balancing within. And for all of you listening, so many people are constantly saying, I feel out of balance, or I'm struggling, I'm constantly struggling, or... All of this is, you know, all this angst and all this uncertainty, all of these things. I I don't have any control. You know, I lost my job. This happened. That happened. And these are all acts, believe it or not, these are all acts of harmony because what the universe is doing in concert with you is getting you into alignment. They are presenting the challenges or the obstacles that you agreed to in order to find balance and to find or attain harmony, self-centered harmony, not selfish or self-centered in the selfish way, but self-centeredness. It's about being in balance. And one of the amazing ways that that plays out is in two ways. And that's, it's the surrender versus suffering, and it's service, not servitude. So I want to talk about these two elements and how they play in your sacred soul plan. When you start to understand that if you will surrender to yourself, surrender is the most empowering word, and I've said this in The Power of Surrender. Um, it was one of the first shows I did. When you surrender To self, when you surrender to your soul and you let your soul lead, and you say to your ego mind, listen, we need a very healthy ego mind. But when it's out of balance, when it's an underserved or underdeveloped ego, or if it's if if it's an overserved or overdone ego, you're out of balance. But when it's a healthy, centered ego, and you can say to the ego, okay, listen. You're here, you know, you're my protector, you're my friend. You're here to protect my identity, the personality. But not at all costs, not at all costs of me being exactly the highest and purest point of myself. If the ego gets in the way out of fear, out of protecting the identity, then you have to surrender. You have to say to your ego, it's going to be okay. But we need to do it this way. I need to surrender to my soul. Because my soul, you can hear it. And more importantly, you feel it. You feel your soul. You hear your ego. And the ego can be very loud, especially if it feels threatened or if it's out of balance or if it's, you know, if it's out of balance. If it's overdeveloped or underdeveloped, it's all in the head. You hear your ego in your head. But your soul... You feel it. It's right in your center mass. It's in your solar plexus. And it's where you just, it's your gut. It's your intuition. It's why we always say, oh, my gut tells me. Well, that's your soul. And so one of the ways in which you can live your greatest soul plan, that which you, it's it's your roadmap. It's what you want to achieve. And we all talk about our aspirations. We all talk about what we want to do or be in life. And it's about surrendering to the soul. Suffering is an act of that contradiction. Suffering is defying the soul. It's leading with the ego. And it's like swimming up river. What happens with the salmon? They swim up, you know, they swim up river. They battle, 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 battle. They lay their eggs and then they die. What fun. Well, that's what it's like when you're doing when you're choosing suffering versus surrender. Because you could move into alignment, into balance, and be and achieve a greater sacred soul plan. It's your it's your plan. And I, I want to say something to you. This is a beautiful prayer that Oprah uses. Um and she says. Use me, God. Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use it for a purpose greater than myself. That prayer, in and of itself, transcends ego and is all about honoring her soul self. It is bigger than her identity. It is bigger than just the limitations of what she believes she is capable of. She is praying to say, Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use it for a purpose greater than myself. That's a, an incredibly beautiful prayer. And when we're talking about sacred soul plans, that's exactly, that's the key. That's surrender. That's saying there is something greater than I. There is a greater purpose than what I can see. And thereby, when I surrender to it and I follow through with it, even if I'm terrified, even if my ego is screaming in my head, The plan by which I signed up for, my highest purpose, that was placed in my sacred soul plan, will come to be, will come to pass. I will experience that version of myself and not the one that is bound and locked in suffering. Because our suffering is when we're going against the grain. We're going against our life force. We're flowing, and we're not flowing with our life force, we're we're pushing against it. And, you know, one of my, I love this saying is that I'm always saying, when you lean into life, life will lean into you. And that is in all senses of of the expression. When you are fighting so hard for something and keeping, you know, and, and defying yourself, you're leaning into life. And life pushes back. It leans back into you and it gives you all of the, it gives you oh you want frustration you want you know anxiety you want suffering no problem here it is because this is the neutrality of the universe it's you know there's there's nothing good or bad it's our perception of it that colors it so everything just is it's a neutral it's neutral it's a neutral act it's a neutral experience and yet, when there's a win, you know you're watching a game, a football game or something, and they, the team wins. There's this exuberance and this excitement, and we hang on to it, and we identify with it, and we become it. And then, when it fades, all of a sudden, we're walking around going, "Why don't I feel that euphoria? Where's that high that I had? Why did it dissipate? Where'd it go? What well, was only our perception of that moment that created that high, or on the on the opposite?" The opposing side, the loss, the despair. But in all actuality, within the sacred soul plan, it was a neutral act. It's we chose how to experience it. We chose the high of the high or the low of the low in that answer or in that moment. So suffering versus surrender plays a big role in your sacred soul plan and how you're playing it out. And that kind of leads me, before I go back to service and servitude, it leads me to the law of karma. And the law of karma, you know, the definition of karma based in Hinduism and Buddhism is the total effect of a person's actions and conduct during the successive phases of the person's existence regarded as determining the person's destiny. Or fate. A much more simplified definition of that is cause and effect. Karma gets a bad rap. You, you know, you always hear people go, oh, karma's a bitch, right? Everybody's like, oh, hi, karma's a bitch. Well, no. Karma is balance. It's not a bitch, it's balance. And when you start to understand that karma is all about. Maintaining balance, cause and effect, and when you're in balance, you know you see the beautiful the uh, scales from Libra, you know and the, there's the she stands in the center with the two scales left and right. when she is perfectly balanced it's beautiful it's peaceful. everything is in harmony, the age of harmony when the scales are tilted. You immediately see the weight upon one side. You you can see if you placed a, you know, a a pound weight on one side and it drops, it literally slams to the floor. One's on high and it kind of feels like it's dangling up in the air, no control, it's out of control. And the other one is bogged down. It's completely it's immobile. It can't move. And when you see that visual, you instantly in yourself start to go, ooh, I see that. I feel that. I understand that. Because those are expressions within self that you're experiencing in life. Oh, I feel immobile. I feel heavy and immobile and I can't, nothing's happening right. Or you feel like I'm just flying in the wind. Everything's just happening to me and I'm out of control. And, you know, I I don't know how to, this is all just coming. I don't know what to, that all happens because your karma is out of balance, your cause and effect. And when you realize that, again, this is a part of your sacred soul plan to gain harmony, to attain it, to walk in peace, to walk in balance, then you start to realize that, ah, this sacred soul plan is really important. What I choose to do with what I experienced and what I create, what I co-create out of the plan that I chose before I ever arrived is up to me. The balancing of the scales is up to me. It is not an external job. It is an internal job. And so we, we begin to have better understandings of karma. Karma. Because, again, and I really want to stress this, karma has gotten a bad rap and it's gotten a bad um, place. Um, uh, you know, we use it from a, a, a flippant kind of negative flippant place. Oh, that person's got bad karma. What you really, if you replace the word karma with balance, you would see it in a different light. You would come to understand that what you hope for for everyone is balance, harmony. Uh, That person's not in harmony. That person's not in balance. And immediately, if you can recognize that in an external way looking out, you then immediately receive that same knowledge. I mean, as I'm uttering those words, it comes right back to me of, oh, what I'm really saying when I'm talking about karma is someone not being in balance or in harmony, which is immediately p- applicable to self. It's an awareness inside of, am I in balance? Am I in harmony? What am I doing with my sacred soul plan, my quote-unquote life? And how is that playing out? Am I the caretaker and the keeper of my kingdom of myself. So these are all intricate, intricate pieces of sacred soul plans. Now, one of the other greater elements is service versus servitude. And Deepak Chopra has a beautiful statement where he says, serving others serves me and again when we tie that to um, changing the word karma to harmony or balance when I serve others I'm serving myself your life is meant to be a life of service service to self meaning that you are the caretaker of yourself the only person you're going to walk this planet with your entire life is you. So, you are to live a life of service, of self, and also others, because that takes us back to each of us is a thread. There's the the lights, you know, uh, glistening on the globe there, and how they are going to interweave themselves into this fabric, this tapestry of life. And you have individual tapestries. You have your own. You have then your familial one. Each, and then it goes out into your your colleagues and your friendships and into your community, into your identities, your state, your country, into this world. And you finally arrive back at your origin, this tapestry of source. We are all a piece of, a thread of the the tapestry of source. This overarching, we are all one. And in that, am I living a life of service that beautifies that tapestry or am I living a life that desecrates it? Am I living a life that harms the tapestry or am I living a life that finds it to be sacred and beautiful and thereby I am accountable and responsible and I'm, I'm in balance and harmony and I'm seeking that for others. I am a co-creator of that harmony and that balance. The buck stops with each of us. The buck stops with you. We are each in control of Ourselves, and responsible and accountable to ourselves, to self, and then and in concert or conjunction with others. This is part of the sacred soul plan. Now, I want to come back after the break. I'm going to come back and we're going to talk with. Uh, I'm going to bring on my producer Barb because, you know, we she and I talk about this often, and. There was a point where she said, you know, at a point I did believe this, and there's now a point where I don't believe it, and so there's this kind of struggle, and so I want to bring that, that topic, you know, and that conversation into this show um, to broaden the discussion. Okay, so you're listening to Dear James Live. It's Express Yourself, Tell It Like It Is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. Today is Sacred Soul Plans. We'll be back right after this break.
1: Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does
2: make the difference. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, they communicate to you the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. Ask Dear James a question and experience the magic of the universe. Visit DearJames.com and click Ask.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live. Express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. Sacred soul plans, and I want to bring in my producer, Barb, with a (laughs) – Barb. She said before the break, she's like, oh, my God, I'm Debbie Downer, and I'm like, no, 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 not at all. This This is a broadening of the conversation and the topic, and so talk to me about sacred soul plans. Oh, sacred soul plans. Tell it like it is. Uh, I'll tell you how <laughs> like it is, at
1: least in my life. I, you know, at one point, I think I, I kind of, well, we're talking years ago when, you know, when it first came out, I was like, oh, that made sense. And I'll, you know, the whole thing of having a sacred soul plan. But, you know, as I get older and just the world, and it's not to sound jaded or anything, because I have so much good to look at, but I, you can't get me to believe that, all the suffering that goes on and all the repeated suffering or repeated patterns that go on, you know, the hero stories are less than the tragic stories when it comes to what any kind of abuse or anything like that, that there's some kind of lesson in it, whether it be compassion, I, there's other ways that you can learn that. And if we're so enlightened and we started up there, why would we come down and be like, Oh, I've got to learn that. Why? Cause you're already enlightened. You don't need to learn that lesson, right? And I so. have, and I have no problem. Like, like we've talked about this before. I have no problem if I get to the the, the gates and Saint Peter says, "Psych, <laughs> you were all wrong." I was like, "Okay, I was wrong. I get that." You know, right. I'm I'm good. I, I can I can, but I don't. I had just haven't seen, and a lot of, I don't know. And then there's <laughs> there's a lot of bastards out there too that are really doing well. So, so it's kind of like, it's, it's a weird thing. I think luck has a lot to do with it. I think coincidence has a lot to do with it. Um, sometimes we make our own luck. I think cause it effect. I, I don't believe in the law of attraction and the fact that, um, the you know, any atrocities that are happening in the world that somebody somewhere caused that, that they attracted that to yourself. And you can't tell me like a two year old attracted something bad to them. Um, so I don't but I do believe in cause and effect. If you have a reckless lifestyle, most likely something's going to happen to you. You know. So I think there's a little bit of a difference w- with that. I think you have a lot of steer, you know, steering in your life of where you can go. Um but then you know stuff happens too. To the best of them. So Okay,
0: so so if we take all of that and, yeah. and if we yeah. <laughs> well no, but, but it's great because you've covered, you know, in in a few minutes you've covered Really, the gamut barb of um, an oppose, you know, a a differing, you know, like like the counter, you know, the counter to right. And and the interesting thing is, let's let's look at suffering and everything. And when we stop and look, when we stop at the surface and we look at suffering, whether it be a child, whether it be an adult, whether it be an animal, uh, you know, mother nature, whatever it is, it's wrapped in its, and we deem it to be suffering. It's been harmed if we stop at the at the surface act of the harm, we never get to the underlining um message of why we it's our perception that colors the homeless person as being a suffering true I'm just using that as a it's our perception that says that that's their oh state yeah, of being. but I
1: think, but I think we, I think the society, especially now goes deeper. I think, you know, maybe 200 years yeah. ago, it was like the, but I think, you know, there's a reason you look at their patterns and you're like, okay, there's a pattern there. The father did this or something, you know, there's, you can see the underlying of why the suffering is, but it doesn't make it okay because you have people in the same situation that have, have, you know,
0: championed over those type of things. But what if in that, you're in that suffering, as we're calling, right? you asked the person from a sacred soul plan place, you asked this person to show up and play a role so as to transcend the act, not become it. We get stuck in becoming the lesson. The victim. We become the victim. We what? We put on the cloak of... Abuse or self, the lack of self worth, or, you know, we we put on those cloaks as opposed to transcending it to see our empowerment. But why you got to learn that way anyway? Well, again, (laughs) if we all, you know, it's the law of opposites, it's the learning of opposites, not the law of opposites, it's the learning of opposites. How many times would we really appreciate if somebody dropped, um, you know, a million dollars in your pocket? You would probably go, "Woo, yeah, a million dollars. And then it would be done, right? The euphoria would be over and you'd have your million dollars and you'd go off living. But if somehow you came to that million dollars through learning. Right. Through the learning of opposites. Your valuation, your depth of that same million dollars would be completely different. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. and And I'd... so that's how, you know. But you know, it's kind of like but isn't I think the the world is a soul? little
1: little extreme sometimes.
0: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But and you and I talked about this one time offline. You know, when we look at these acts and the horrific acts, and they are very difficult um to digest, you know, to to understand. But when you have an act that's so horrific that's perpetrated against um in, innocence, if you will, mm-hmm. as we as we see it and we call it, we don't understand. We stop at the surface and we say they're the innocents, that person or persons are the evil, and they need to be punished, and these people are the victims, and we need to honor and cherish them. They've been victimized. And that's where we stop. That's where the, the you know the statement's over, it's done. As opposed to saying or entertaining, let me put it that way. What mm-hmm. if we were to entertain that even the perpetrator? While, while quote unquote perpetrating this evil act was doing so, so that we as a, as a, as a, uh, a people, a humanity, we would see the underlining messages that we were meant to transcend as a whole, i.e., we're meant to love one another in a greater form. And we play, we pay lip service to that. So, we don't like the way that we're learning the, you know, it's coming in the, in the learning of opposites, which is, I think, what you're saying. You know, like, you're like, right. why do we have to learn that way? Why, you know, I mean, I, I know you to be a very enlightened individual. Thank so, you. this rubs against the, <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, you, you know, and, and thereby it rubs against, and, and it's for all of us, it rubs right. against our, our true principles because that then says inside, well, I'm love. Why do I have to learn that way? We don't like it. I'm right there with you on that one. I, you know, I'm like, I don't like that. But does it not serve a purpose for those that are amongst the, or that are walking amongst, you know, amongst everyone that don't even believe that they affect the person walking right next to them? There's, there's a belief. I, what I'm trying to say is, there's a belief with many people that they are an island unto themselves. And no what they do has no bearing on anyone else. Oh, completely. Totally. You, see, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And thereby that therein lies a lesson for all of us again, because we typically would just brush them off. Oh, uh, they're just not enlightened. Well, they're us. So what act do we do from a sacred soul plan? Did they come down to be that person so as to demonstrate or to shine a light on that which we are. There's that which we are not, and that which we are. Can't have one without the other. Right? Right. You're like, I don't like this topic at all. <laughs> <laughs> I d- no, it's not that, 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 I love my producer, <laughs> he loves my, She walks on water. <clears throat> She's, and, and this is the spirited kind of discussion and conversation that I love with her, because It's not... She doesn't pay lip service to anyone. (laughs) She is as authentic as the day is long. And that is what I adore about her. And and I'm talking...
1: And like I said, I'm totally okay with people believing in all of that. The only thing is, I'm, I'm very much, if you believe, I see a, I hear a lot of people that, that use that, you know, oh, that's the life purpose. And sometimes I, and I feel like they, they're using it as a cop, you, you definitely are not, but they're using it as a cop out that you're, like you said, they don't go the further, you know, if you really, right, yeah. if you really think that, then show it in your life, you know, exactly. and you'll, You'll demonstrate, it, and you'll know that because you'll see the people they're with, um, their friends, everything that they've made around them. You're like, oh, you know, there you go. There's your good karma. Uh, but you, I there's think there's, balance. A, there's yeah. that balance, and I think it teeters on arrogance a lot of the time, too.
0: Right. They're, right. And if, if, in fact, we're not being authentic, right. I mean, truly it comes down to are we walking the talk? Are we being authentic about yep. this belief system? Are we going beyond the surface to see, to question, was this perpetrated evil act, what's under it? What was the gift in it? And people will hear that and go, what? There's a gift in an evil act? Yes, always, always. If we only stop at the good acts having gifts, then we've left out, you know, the other half of the story. It's like, you you know then we've stopped at the surface and we're missing the entire point or, or the beauty of their sacrifice. You know, we we have the expression, you know, it was the life, you know, live, you know, you don't want it to be in vain. Well, if we don't want a life to be in vain, then we have to look below the surface, whether it's a nice act or, you know, or a bad act, so to speak, you know, the negative, positive polarities, we have to look at both of them. And if we stop at the surface, We're not getting the lessons. We're not learning them. We're not transcending as a whole. Um, Are are, are you done with me beating you up?
1: Oh, no. Whole caller. Oh, I think I volleyed well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're awesome. Always. Always. Always great. Always, always super fun. Yeah. Thank you, Barb. You're welcome.
0: Bye-bye. So, everyone, this is the point. This is the beauty of of this discussion with Barb and and it's why I love her so much. And um, because she is, she is that she is authenticity and she walks the talk and, and yet, and with that, she's open, you know, and that's what we all need to be. It's not a right or wrong. It's not that you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. That's not what the discussion about with your understanding your sacred soul plan. It's about entertaining and understanding that may broaden your clarity, your balance, your harmony. And when we start to do that, when we allow that in, and we understand that we are in control, we're the empowered ones, um, then we start to see everything differently. We start to have a greater or broader or deeper conversation with self and with others. If we stop at the surface, that's exactly what we're going to get. Surface, lip service. In, in authentic experiences um, coming into kind of the wrapping up everything with sacred soul plans it's you know two of the beautiful things are how may I serve and how may I surrender and just think about those questions say them to yourself say them in your meditations in your prayers talk about how may I serve and listen Because you're going to hear answers about how you may serve yourself better or broader in a more broader or a more deeper way, which will enrich your life because it's going to bring you into balance, into harmony. And how may I surrender? Because people fear surrendering. They think it's the, you know, the giving up and the being overcome and the waving the white flag and, you know, I've been defeated. It's the antithesis of that. How may I surrender is the way in which it's the roadmap to how you reach your soul self, how you allow your soul self to lead. And when you ask, how may I surrender? And God and the universe and your soul answer, listen, and then follow through. Marry that with willful action. Marry that with blind faith. That you indeed have the empowerment to surrender. It's, it's, you know, it's, the, it's literally the crucifixion and the resurrection. It's the phoenix burning in the ashes and rising from them again. It's this rebirth. And thereby, the empowerment that comes to you when you surrender. When you say, how may I surrender? And you act. When you say, how may I serve? And you act. You listen and you act. One of the other great attributes for your sacred soul plan is to say, who am I? And listen. Keep asking that question over and over again. If you're in despair, if you're in joy, if you're in harmony, ask, who am I? And accept that into your heart. Accept that into your being. And the final act in this, all of this, in the sacred soul plan is awareness. It's awareness that it exists. It aware, it's the awareness that you are a sacred soul plan. You chose well. No matter what's happening, you chose well. You chose to experience life. You chose these lessons. And you have the ultimate power. You have the keys to the kingdom to transcend anything, to be anything, to achieve anything. That is one of the most resilient, beautiful aspects of humanity. It's innate in us. It's at our core. It can never be taken away. It is who you are. And so it's this awareness, this act of looking in for your answers. That's the beauty of your soul. That is your soul. It is your soul source connection. And in that, this awareness, this coming to light this coming to understanding of the dawn of a new era the dawn of a new self the age of harmony it's beautiful and when we begin to look in and really understand the plan we chose and why we chose it when we open ourselves up to understanding the negative aspects are really gifts just as much as the positive aspects are. That each moment, each experience is a life gift. It's part of your sacred soul plan. It's part of the life you chose to experience. You'll be in greater harmony. You'll be in greater balance. Your karma will be in balance. And that's the journey and the understanding and the embracing the love of your sacred soul plan you've been listening to dear james live express yourself tell it like it is and then hear what dear james has to say sacred soul plans we'll be back next week and as i always say no matter where you are or whom you're with or what you're doing wrap yourself in goodness
2: you've been listening to dear james live on the radio with your host dear james gain intuitive insight answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting dearjames.com.